Hi, Fanshawe College. This is Ilhan Aden, and I'm the multimedia reporter for the Interrobank. Welcome to a special edition of the podcast, Creative Conversations Over Coffee. Now, depending on when you're listening to this, you may be drinking something a little stronger than coffee, but a good creative conversation goes with any drink. So for those that read the Interrobank regularly, you may recognize this segment title from a series of articles I wrote last semester, where I highlighted the tumultuous journey of the creative. But realistically, I really wanted to take a deep dive into the minds of the many creatives I encounter, hence this episode. So today, I am lucky enough to be joined by two guests, one you may recognize from the Creative Conversations column, Asante Delui, a first-year music industry arts student and a Fanshawe alumni from the same program, producer, composer, and engineer extraordinaire, Alex Emmerich. So to start, hi guys, how are you? Hey, well... (laughs) Thanks so much for the introduction. It's great to be here. To start off, I'm going to ask my absolute favorite question. What is the song, if not songs, that you literally just cannot get out of your head, you can't stop listening to right now? Okay, well, there's there's also, as a music producer and engineer, I'm, I work in a lot of different genres, which uh, is a blessing and it's amazing, but it also means that I need to be constantly listening to a lot mm-hmm. of different genres to know what's current within that genre. Um, so I guess in the pop world right now, the the big charting song is Driver's License. And uh, it, it is- I've heard you know of it, but I think it's about? a little bit out of my age range. Um, so I haven't quite listened to it yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably out of mine too, but as a, as a producer, I gotta mm-hmm. I gotta keep up with it. So- that's probably the the big catchy song, but right now I think like I think TikTok is making a lot of songs super catchy too. Um, it's it's funny though because I talk about that, but I was just listening this morning to a band okay. called Crownlands, and they're one of these like you know these bands like Greta Van Fleet that are coming and kind of bringing back some of the seventies oh, rock yes. like Led Zeppelin sound. Yeah, so Crownlands is one of those bands, but they're uh, from here in Ontario and doing really well. So, I mean, I listen to everything under the sun and it really it really depends on the day. And if I'm working with an artist, like for example, uh, Asante right now, um, I'm doing, we're doing a, a mix together and, and chipping away at a, at a couple of things. Uh, outside of this podcast, which is amazing, he's super cool and I can't wait to hear everything Asante. Um, has to talk about in terms of being an artist like it's it's fantastic um but definitely if i'm working on a current project i'll try and listen to those styles of songs to get in the mood i think i strayed a bit from no you answered it for sure right now you're working more in like the pop world so driver's (laughs) license is the one that's just playing over and over again (laughs) yeah i think people like that kind of chill pop vibe right now Mm -hmm. it's really popular i would love to say that that old like rush song is is stuck in my head the next minute you know like it what varies, about you asante but... so for me i'm definitely yeah this is definitely a wrong <laughs> question to ask me only because i'm i remember back in the day it was like when i was much younger i was watching like a missy elliott interview and when she dropped the cookbook and like song like rerun this and like that that was like mm-hmm. a hit album like hit on hit on hit that year she only listened to her own music so i'm kind of doing this thing where like i'm still listening to other music because i'm still 
you know, I'm I'm also working with the Vibe Next Door too. So like we're we promote a lot of different artists. So I do listen to a lot of like more submissions and stuff like that. But other than that, I really just try to listen to my own music. And because I think when my ears now are like it's like an athlete, you know, like if an athlete, a professional athlete is not gonna go and play like pickup soccer as much because they have to take mm -hmm. care of their body right and they have to like pick and choose what they do so they don't get injured for me i think of it like that but in music where like if i'm listening to other people that's that's time like i sh could be listening to myself and analyzing my own music and how i can mm -hmm. be getting better so this year i'm really trying to go to the studio record a lot more record a lot more build that vault so that i can really listen to myself and learn how to improve listen to my songs be like okay maybe i could have sung this better or could deliver this line better or how do i get more emotion out of this song how do i get people to enjoy this song like i enjoy this song and i'm just really just trying to spend this time and really just listen to myself and really just work on my game work on my delivery become more of a recording artist because i've always been more of a, on the performing side you know live is just where where i shine but then because of covid covid turned me into that recording artist and i really been trying to perfect that craft so it just really been listening to myself analyzing well, and that working. was a great answer i was sitting here expecting i'll learn new music so <laughs> but that is a very interesting take i love that that you're really interested more in just perfecting your own craft so you're just like let me listen to myself because some people would see that as selfish but to me that makes sense like how are you going to get better if you're not going to perfect your own craft you know so kudos to you any any good songs from yourself that you'd recommend that's out there for us to listen to then <laughs> you know you want your pop song mm -hmm. got diagonal it's about it's almost 100k oh. now which is a pretty big moment that's for me because i have that'd be like my first song congratulations so <laughs> thank you so i'm excited for that but i also still got like my my hip hop kind of mm -hmm. singing style, you know, on like song like Nobility, 1000 Praise, got like a Christmas song, it's like mm -hmm. Bobby Holiday Love. So we definitely, definitely got a lot of songs out there that people can listen to and just find which type I of a song they enjoy. I love that you guys are enjoy. both very, they're genre-less artists. I like that, that there's no one specific one that you're like, this is just the genre I'm in. It's more like, I love music, so I'm just gonna make music. You know what I mean? Uh, well, for me, I have boring yeah. answers because I just have two songs that I love that I've been listening to constantly. Yeah, let's oh, hear them. Man. What do you like? Ooh, what's the your, last what's two your that literally I cannot stop listening to is Liana Lajave's Bittersweet. I love that song. And then Stevie Wonder, As. I oh, Anytime I need good energy in my life, Stevie Wonder, that Stevie album. Wonder. Yes, that's a great album. There's some albums like that. that yes, absolutely. Timeless. Literally, like, I was timeless. listening to it from start to finish a month ago. Um, oh, and I'll say actually the last album that I listened to start to finish outside of that that's also in my head is Drake's Take Care. I still love that album to this day. I know so many people, ah, they're like, uh, you didn't write everything on it, blah, 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 blah. But I was like, <laughs> regardless, it's great music. I love it. It's fantastic. But yeah, I'd say those would be the three, the three that I've not stopped listening to in the last like two days. Yeah, I really back that Stevie Wonder because even like that whole my mom used to play that mm -hmm. album on repeat in the house. So I grew up listening to that, and like I remember when I was a kid, I used to say "Overjoyed" by Stevie Wonder. I'd play at my wedding day. <laughs> I don't know if that's still gonna happen, but well, let's see. I think a really interesting point that came out of that Ilhan is like you said, there's a, a Drake album mm -hmm. from a little while ago that that you love and that you'll still listen to, and the Stevie Wonder album. So. It shows that there's room, like like right now in the music industry, there's so much music. Like it's mm -hmm. very, very saturated. There's 
thousands and thousands of songs coming out every single day from thousands and thousands of artists. Like there's mm -hmm. more music than ever, but I think what can really make music now stand out and coming from like a unique artist, like Asante or something is trying to make songs that yes, they're, mm -hmm. they're current now and they can be popular now, but there's something unique about them that will stand Absolutely. the test of time. And so finding that sound and finding that thing that will carry forward into like decades and decades into the future. So there's some element of that mm -hmm. Stevie Wonder album that, yeah, like it, it had it had its sound of its its decade and its era, but it's there's a, a feel to it that mm -hmm. is so genuine and that people can still relate Absolutely. to for years to come. So like I think that's I think that's gonna be key for artists like you, Asante, that are you know super unique are finding out who they are is like finding that thing that is the timeless part about about your whether it's your storytelling or your sound or your production or the your 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 delivery and finding that thing and really like showcasing mm -hmm. that for me? Oh. it's because oh. yeah for sure no, zoom is so you, hard guys like oh zoom is so hard to have a conversation with podcasts but i was just gonna add on to what you were saying that like i think that timeless aspect for me at least is mood like it connects to my emotions doesn't matter if it's today tomorrow okay. 10 years from now if it makes me sad now it'll make me sad 10 years from now if it makes me happy now it'll make me happy 10 years from now and I feel like for me, that's always the connection, just emotional connection to music. That's why I'll be able to listen to a Stevie Wonder album and then a Drake album and Liana Le Havas and just be like, I connect with all these artists, even though it's completely different sounds because they just connect with my emotions. What do you guys think about that? How is emotions tied to music for you guys? Mm, well, to be honest with you, I write straight mm -hmm. off of emotion. Like, like, I'm definitely one of those artists who like feel and I go around and getting a lot of emotional checkpoints in my life and I either write about them in the moment or they're stored in until I find the right composition that really speaks mm -hmm. to that moment and it can just come they just straight come straight out of me so like that's the type that's the type of artist that I feel like I'm am and who I'm really trying to be even more but then it really comes with that balance of how do you how do you how do you understand the right feeling for the right song because if yeah. i hear a beat right i can fully get inspired one way but does that mean that my fans can listen to this and understand that connection because sometimes even a song mm -hmm. like diagonal right you listen to it think oh that's such a great upbeat song you know but that's not if if you look at the listen to the lyrics and you really understand what i'm saying it's actually the it's actually a pretty sad song and that song i kind of got inspired almost by like michael jackson Cause it's like Billy Jean, you know, people will be dancing their Billy Jean. People will be getting like, like so. They playing at clubs. They playing it everywhere. But like that's Billy Jean is a pretty deep song, you know. It's basically like not claiming the child. <laughs> so like, like that's like, like that's what he's like. The words that he's saying like it's deep, but like they're just the upbeat, like the upbeat side of it, just fully alters people's perspective. So. I don't know. Mu music is definitely weird, and it, being able to find that balance is is pretty hard. Yeah, that's such an interesting point because the it's it really goes to show how we interpret the mood of a song. Like, are we talking about the lyrics or are we talking about the vibe? And like, is it the lyrics that make it sad? Is it the music that makes it sad? Is it even sad? Because there's those songs, just like we said with Billie Jean and even Asante with 
diagonal, how the the message might not directly tie into the into the mm -hmm. beat or the groove, but in in a way that works on its own as a song, it does. So there's those unique songs, and it's it's interesting because it seems like sometimes it's those songs. Like I'm thinking now, like mm. Bohemian Rhapsody. If you yep. guys are familiar with it, like um, it's you go on such a journey, and sometimes it sounds exciting and happy, and there's chaos, and like you don't even know what to mm -hmm. feel at times. So I think there's mood. There's like obvious moods of happy and sad, but then there's like moods where the song itself is like it's not just a sad song it's not just a happy song it's like an up and down and confusing ride and sometimes those are the songs that can really stand out in their own way absolutely if you do it right absolutely Does that make any sense? it's literally yeah, if an you do it right it's an emotion, emotional yeah. roller coaster that's guided if you do it correctly if it's not then you're just like i don't know how i feel about anything anymore i'm just confused but yeah no that's very it's very interesting yeah. to speak to two people in music because for me i come from the film world that's my creative outlet so for music i'm just beginning to delve into i guess the many different components that build a song and in this case I guess I should have specified it's it used to be just the music itself that made me feel like connected emotionally and then as I grew up it's definitely lyrics so lyrics are 100% the thing that I tie myself emotionally the most to regardless of the beat um, but just like you're saying those those there are those peculiar songs that either the beat matches the mood uh, or so the beat matches the lyrics or there's that mismatch and you're just like I, I'm very invested in this song. For me, those mismatches, mismatched ones are the ones that I feel the most connected to, and I still don't know why. Eventually, I figured I'll let you guys know, but it's interesting to hear from two people in music how, like, this dissecting music in that way, because I would never have done that myself. It would have went right past me. So it's very, very interesting to hear that. Um, yeah. So going back to you, Alex, I know you were saying you work in many genres. Um, before... Before, I guess, you got into the positions that you you are in as a producer, engineer, and composer, how'd you get started? I know you went to Fanshawe, but uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, yeah, for sure. I, similar to Asante, uh, was in MIA. I went through MIA class of 2018, so I graduated uh, about three years ago, and uh, that that was great. Basically, when I when I got to Fanshawe Music Industry Arts, I got super involved. I uh, did my best to get to know the professors and to to get involved, kind of externally too, like in the London music scene mm -hmm. committee and and you know w just kind of go where the music is, uh, network, meet people, keep an open mind. I did I did all those things and that led to me getting involved with London Music Office. I got involved and got to know kind of the London music community in addition to the music mm -hmm. industry arts uh, community because MIA really is, it becomes like your family at the time. <laughs> and I went through the program. I had a great experience. I took as much of it as I could uh, with me, uh, just in terms of what I learned and all those things, making good friendships, connections. And I, upon, well, I did an extra year then to study audio post-production where I kind of, uh, I refined my skill set in, uh, audio sound effects, mm -hmm. that type of thing too. Um, just to add some more tools to my tool belt. And then I came out of that year, uh, freelancing 
and basically looking for projects to get involved in. And I worked at that um, for quite a while. And now I'm, now I'm doing it full time. I'm mixing, mastering, mm -hmm. producing, uh, recording, uh, kind of hired on, on a, basically all the different aspects of music where uh, I come into play as a producer engineer. So I work, uh, I work with a lot of the mm -hmm. London music scene, but COVID obviously took a toll on uh, like local music scene, mm -hmm. live music, even getting together in person to record songs has totally changed. And I found that at the start of COVID, I should, I wanted to move as much of my business as I could online and offer things online. So I did that. And now pro probably 90% of, uh, maybe even more percent of the work I do is with, uh, oh, clients wow. globally. Okay. Did, was that partly because of COVID or is that generally what you were doing before? Like it, you, that was like, I guess the trajectory that you were naturally going to go on. That's what I actually wonder that myself sometimes because it kind of like, yes, I put all the tools in place to make it happen and make it work for me. But I think COVID really inspired me to um, dive in and, and take things like uh, mm -hmm. an online presence, even, even more importantly, when it comes to what okay. I do as my business. So I think, I think it, it was headed in that direction, but COVID made me realize how important it would be to work with clients from all over the place. And that's been really cool because it's opened up a lot of doors, um, not just here in the, the local community where I'm so, super grateful to be a part of. And there's a, a, a really amazing community here in London, but it's expanded past that to the point where I'm uh, bringing London and what I do here to, uh, you know, uh, a broader, a broader okay, reach. That well, I'm congratulations to you. Working globally is a difficult thing for, <laughs> but COVID, I'm glad it was uh, beneficial for you. And speaking of COVID inspiration, I remember Asante, the last time we talked, like I said before at the beginning, it's been a minute. <laughs> it was back in October. <laughs> and in so back in October, I remember you had pretty big plans for 2021. It was what you called the year of the collaborations. Um, well, one, for sure, you're collaborating with someone here. But uh, in general, how has life been treating you since since the last time we spoke? Dang, I did say that. And that's crazy because it actually, it actually has mm -hmm. been. I'm not going to lie. Like, I've been, Whoa. like, featuring a lot more in mm -hmm. a lot of people's stuff. Like, random people will just be like, yo, like, trying to go make a track. And I'm like, yo, let's do it. Because in MIA, there's a lot more people. And since, like, everything is it's not it's still strict, but it's calming down a little bit more. And since you've been, this is second semester now, so, like, a lot more people are more open to just, like, work now. So I've been definitely, like, featuring on a lot of stuff and, like, learning about myself through features. So, actually, <laughs> thanks for reminding me about that. So I'm actually pretty impressed. I actually <laughs> followed through on that. But... I love that. Yeah. You're the collab. Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely been working with a lot of new people. Like, I'm working with, like, Alex now, too, and it's, like, I can say in terms of like artists, yeah, it's been nice for me featuring, but in terms of engineers, it's really, mm -hmm. I find it hard for them, especially like engineering someone like me, because I have like a very unique sound. Like I'm, I did not go into this mm -hmm. idolizing anybody. I didn't go into this thinking, okay, I want to make music in this direction, or I like that this person made this. I didn't even say I want to make music in this genre. I just heard stuff, started singing. And then, 
you know, I just been working on my style. So I remember when I used to work in Toronto with this producer named Yuri Kohler, he used to always ask me like what like what art what template like what song template do you want for this so that he can understand that vision and I told him I don't use templates I don't use anybody I make my own sounds so the thing is that's it's hard to work with an artist like that because there's no structure there's no backbone there's no okay this guy did this so then maybe he wants something similar to this like no I'm trying to create something that's never been heard before I'm trying to have my own thing I'm trying to when people hear me they know it's Asante they know there's no way it can be anybody else right as they hear one of my songs they're going to be thinking okay this this is this is Asante all my fans even if you're not a fan you'll be like who is this because I know I can't confuse this with any of the artists I like because he doesn't sound like anybody else so it's definitely been a journey mm-hmm. in that sense and i'm that's why i'm very thankful for alex and how he's been he's been good with me coming with him being like oh i want this change this change that change and how he's been very receptive and like okay yeah let's mm-hmm. make this work you know wants to make it work because honestly like a not a, not a lot of engineers want to make it work or even have the skill to make it work and it's hard to say that but they don't but i know he's been mm-hmm. he does it full time He's been he's been working with a lot of different people and he had built his own sound and worked with a lot of different sounds. And he, he can he's good with just having the artist say, yeah, this I want to go in this direction instead. And that takes like it really takes a pure person mm-hmm. to do that, to be honest. When you send somebody your, your work and especially if you work hard on it and you're like, OK, I enjoy how this sounds. And someone to say, no, I don't want it to sound like that. It's definitely hard mm-hmm. if you tell that to an artist mm-hmm. i'm telling you right now they're not taking that nicely they're like i mm-hmm. i could take it nicely but a lot of mm-hmm. people are not taking that nicely but like that's why you i appreciate i appreciate how it's been and i just want to continue collabing and just seeing how, hopefully we can build that understanding of what kind of mm-hmm. artist i, I am <laughs> thanks asante i really appreciate I, I love that. the compliments <laughs> going over here this makes me so happy i love uh i love collaboration because music is is really a collaborative effort you know what i mean no one person can do it all right Um, but yeah just going back to what you were saying asante like it is hard to find other people in this case a sound engineer that just gets you because music is such a vulnerable experience coming from the artist especially because it's it's you like you know what i mean it's you in a musical form um so speaking of connecting with one another how did you guys meet um yeah so i know i know you know jamming so I work with Jamin. Jamin's been talking about Alex for a long time. I'm not gonna lie to you, he's been talking about Alex since day one. They won. I gotta, yeah, I gotta shout out Jamin too because he he connected mm-hmm. us. I can pretty much put the entire credits on this meeting uh, to Jamin. So thanks, Jamin. And yeah. um, just just while I'm I'm on here, I definitely would love to speak mm-hmm. to what Asante said. And I think a, a really good producer artist relationship. It doesn't necessarily mean that you know their their sounds and their preferences have to align right off the bat because when it whether it comes to a mix or a song or like everything's subjective to to taste but but where the good relationship comes in is when the producer and artist have uh, a respect Mm -hmm. for each other and an appreciation and an understanding of of what the other person is Mm -hmm. trying to achieve and it and it even if it's not an immediate understanding, a, a want to get inside mm-hmm. their head and to figure it out. So I think that's like uh, that's something I appreciate about Asante is 
like I, I like I love that he wants to to be a unique sound and he already just naturally is a unique sound and that's that's exciting and that's a that's a, a challenge to be like okay what is that and how can we find it and I think a, a really important part for anyone trying to be a producer out there is um, definitely like be open and, and receptive to feedback like like your job is to try to find out what the artist hears mm -hmm. in their head and somehow somehow bring that to life and it's definitely like a back and forth patient process but that's what's gonna have the best results for everybody at the end of the day so um asante and i've just started working together but i uh i really think there's a, a lot of promise in, in in him as an artist and i'm looking forward to what's to come yeah and even just adding mm -hmm. on to, to like engineers and stuff i might not i'm not an engineer i'm definitely like learning as i go but i know that dang like that's like that's like heart surgery for vocals like that that's like serious stuff like <laughs> people have to really like like honestly to a lot of like people who are just starting off an engineer like I, i'm just it's being straight humble like and understanding that it, it's really like a craft you know and that that is it's really hard to be an engineer like a good engineer and definitely, I would say, because I've worked with a lot of engineers as I've been going in my music career. And one thing I find is that, like, as an engineer, if you're not invested in that project, if it's not a song that you listen to, you'll be like, okay, I want to listen to a song. I want this song to be good. And send back a song and be like, okay, would I listen to this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have to be invested in that project. I've worked with a lot of people who, and I've seen a lot of people work on things that they're not invested in. At the end of the day, they'll just send the artist back something because it's like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm trying to get this done. But I would never, whenever I would hit up any engineer to work with, I would send them an idea of what the song is and say, is this something that you want to do? Is this a song mm -hmm. that you enjoy? Is this a song that you would be invested in? Because I wouldn't mm -hmm. want to make have anybody just work with me just to work with me i want them to mm -hmm. work with the song and really have a love and and want to make this song a great song because they want to listen Absolutely. to it done you know just like the artist Absolutely. wants their song done i think that goes for the whole mm -hmm. music industry like if you're in the music industry it's it's not necessarily it's like like you're not in it to just get it done you're in it to contribute mm -hmm. to the art and whether that's you're an artist or whether that's you're an engineer like even if you're an engineer yes it's your it's mm -hmm. your job to polish it and and get it done but as an engineer you're you're an artist in your in your own way like you're mm -hmm. a frequency artist and whenever there's art involved art isn't something that should be uh pressured and rushed for the, mm -hmm. the sake of finishing it like you're in yeah. the business of art like it's it's something that has to come from the heart whether it's designing the the eq curve for the vocal or writing the melody itself on the artist side so yeah i totally agree with that asante i think that's a really important so thing it's, to it's know. interesting that you guys noted that you should be in it for the art but it's also the music industry so i'm sure you've met plenty of people that could not care less about the art or, or and are in it either for clout for money or for whatever other reason outside of progressing the art form what has been your experiences with those types of characters? <laughs> well, I can tell you 
like even like an even through an engineer mm -hmm. story right so the last person i worked with i he was super skilled he was like industry called he was giving me mixes that were industry level i stuff could be on the radio but at, but at the end of the day they, they got bigger and they just don't really got less invested you know and it wasn't even like they just got busy and just like okay i don't like i'm just it's just mm -hmm. job now you know it's like okay i'm just this is just, just work for me so then I remember I was even put into a corner where like they just wouldn't send any more mixes. It's just like, okay, the last thing I sent, it just that's done. And it's just on to the next. And stuff like that really, really made me see the music industry for how it is, to be honest with you. Because that made me realize, especially if you work with people who are more mm -hmm. who are just busier and aren't really in it for like I'm trying to develop with, with this artist, they're just like doing their job. And when it's just a job for them, it just like, I'm going to just do what I have to do and then send it to you. And if you're really just not satisfied, just go for mm. someone else, you know, that that's kind of the how it, it was, how I received mm -hmm. it, to be honest. And do I fault him? To be honest, I don't mm -hmm. like I, not at all. Not one bit, because when I was working with him was at the very beginning of COVID. He wasn't promoting mm -hmm. his studio, you know, he was pretty low rates and it, and it was really really good and then like he promoted himself a lot more and then his studio started to blow up because uh, especially because in, mm -hmm. in the hub of toronto he's just like getting artists on artists on artists artists who had mm -hmm. more followers than me you know artists who were i guess who just mm -hmm. just were bigger artists than me he got a lot of big artists so then eventually just got to the point where like i'm not going to spend all my time working with this artist and having to develop an artist who is i'm i'm mm -hmm. nothing to be honest i'm nothing and is it just like I'm gonna just work with the bigger artists and work the bigger people? And do I under, like, do I understand mm -hmm. that? Of course I do, because the music industry, like, you have to make sure that you're you're mm -hmm. going up too. Like, you can't be you can't be settling. But at the end of the day, I have to learn that like, this is this is the industry. So you, it's, yeah, it's just it's a game, and you can't you gotta mm -hmm. throw your feelings aside. That's why with me, like, I didn't. As, as much as I wanted to take it personally in the time, I didn't mm -hmm. take it personally. I understood. And in MIA, they teach you, you watch a lot of videos. You see a lot of things that happen. <laughs> yeah, to people. People, people get <laughs> screwed over. People really get screwed over. And that's just something you got to live with. Because this, this is the industry you're playing. This is the game I'm playing. So at the end of the day, I'm not going to take any of that stuff seriously. Who knows? Maybe in the future, I might find mm -hmm. myself working with mm -hmm. him again. You never know. But like, that's just the music I'm, industry so you i'm glad just take early it or leave enough it. on in your career you understand that because that's something that just reading about so many artists that enjoy that i enjoy excuse me so many times it takes them a while to get that business aspect down where it's like don't take it personally i'm just i'm doing what i need to do from your perspective alex being that you're on the other side not like the actual artist out there um as we already discussed you're an artist in your own form but one that's a little bit more behind the scenes how do you combat i guess that specific aspect of the industry where it's like okay this is a bigger person but I still want to help develop the smaller person. How can I divide up my time properly? Yeah, you know what? It's such a balancing act. And that's a great question. Like I've worked with a lot of artists that that just want a simple mix and and then it's and then it's done and and, and they're happy and that's cool. But a lot of the time uh, there's there's work that goes mm -hmm. deeper than that. And and that's part of it. And just re recognizing that um, there are 
some fantastic artists like Asante, for example, that that are really putting that extra detail and care into the into their sound, like recognizing that those those artists come up and when they do, uh, just appreciating it and and seeing that as as true art and um, just knowing how how mm -hmm. serious they take it is goes to show uh, the, the the massive potential of their success and understanding that mm -hmm. respecting that and wanting to help with that um, is is where the, the okay. magic happens so really every every talent uh, that I work with it's it's important to see like what mm -hmm. we're trying to achieve and to make sure that I can align with that appropriately. Okay, online. well, it sounds like you are one of the, the better engineers with that, that kind of mindset from some of the horror stories I've heard. Um, but going back to the project you guys are working on, uh, quick question, Alex, are you from London or are you from outside of London? I'm originally from Cambridge, Ontario. Okay. <laughs> and my, my, my roots are in Kitchener-Waterloo. I, I grew up in Kitchener-Waterloo. Mm -hmm. And I've been in London since college, okay. specifically for the music scene. Mm -hmm. um, I can definitely see myself bouncing around as uh, as music will take mm -hmm. me. Um, but this is this is my home in the current moment, and uh, I'm just so grateful uh, to be able to uh, be part of such an amazing music community here, mm -hmm. especially with everything that Fanshawe and Western uh, has contributed to that, and and created this community for all of us as well. So it's interesting. I'm a Londoner, been here basically my entire life. So as two people that- Oh yeah, okay. As two people who came into the city specifically for school related purposes, how has how is the London scene for you? How is the London music scene specifically for you both? I know I know you were, um, you enjoy it a lot. Like it's been a good experience so far, but how was that introduction into it being that you guys aren't from here? Um. I was shocked, if you want my honesty. Mm -hmm. When I first came in, because I started working with jamming, right? And then I started really going out into, like, the music scene, walking around London, networking, getting on some radio shows and stuff like that. And I started meeting new artists on the way, seeing shows, seeing all this stuff. And it was really, like, when at Western, there wasn't really a lot of artists, right? Mm -hmm. Or artists that I knew of. And I was, like, one of the only ones around. So I was, like, okay, like, like I don't really see, like, a lot of people who are like me out here. And then, like, I started going out there seeing shows, seeing radio shows. And I was, like, damn, like, these people are actually really good. Like, the London music scene actually has some very talented people. Mm -hmm. Like, very talented people. And, like, London as a city surprised me in, in their music. Like, they're just, like, I, I really enjoy them. I really enjoy the sound. You know, London has a really nice sound out here. Mm -hmm. But... So like honestly, it was really nice to see that when I first when I first came in, and it was, it made me see myself different and see like how can I really develop myself. It really pushed me harder. If you want my honesty, mm -hmm. I'm I'm quite a competitive person when I get into my environment, but not competitive in the sense that I will step on mm -hmm. you. Competitive in the sense that I will, I see you doing you, and I'm proud of that, and I'm gonna just do me, and being in the music london music it made me actually feel like i'm in a scene for once mm -hmm. and it really helped develop me it helped because a lot of these lessons that i've learned being here it's better to learn them now than when i'm actually out there in the bright lights because then i'll have a lot of moments of confusion and a lot of moments i won't i'll be that will be public mm -hmm. that doesn't need to be public mm -hmm. and 
being in the London music scene at the time when I first came in made me made me feel a lot more like an amateur and I needed that mm -hmm. because that pushed me to start actually going to outlets that'll make me better mm -hmm. you know I started in the summer it made me start doing stuff like the 30 day singer it was like a program I kept singing YouTube ass so I was just like we want I'll try this and that changed everything for me it made me understand singing to a different level mm -hmm. it made me understand the technique of singing it really made help me understand that singing is a straight skill it's not something it's not natural you know people can be naturally good singers but like if you they can't act like they've never seen a one-two video or like seen stuff or had somebody tell them something mm -hmm. or because there's a lot of skill that goes to singing or they just understood how the body worked yep. so that's how singing is produced so there's a lot of different things but when you understand the technical side of it you can really understand how to improve as a singer so that, that that competitive nature really made me improve. And then you go to M, then enforced me to go to MIA. Let me learn more about music. Let me learn more about my craft. And I started working with going in the classes, learning with a lot of people, learn from the teachers who's really done this. And then I have classes like band. Mm -hmm. In band, I have shout out to my drummer Lou because she'll be banging on those drums. So when I first came, like I would just record it over beats. So I'd just be more of a softer singer. But then playing with the band makes you really have to like as a singer, you have to really like be belting. Mm -hmm. You really have to be pushing your voice and me being in band going through it just playing with these people mm -hmm. has made me just so, so much of a better singer because i want to hear myself i'm that type of person so and i just like all these elements are just developing me and because i did all these things mm -hmm. it made me learn what my sound is i understand my sound i know the type of i know my vocal range mm -hmm. i'm trying to be in five octave singer so it makes me understand that how many octaves i've hit, hit and how many octaves i have to go mm -hmm. so it just and honestly, I think the biggest thing, I know I'm rambling, but the biggest thing <laughs> I love that, it. Go that on. <laughs> I got from this was not looking left and right. Ah, you said that Being before. in the music yep. scene, <laughs> being in the music scene really makes mm -hmm. you, you can get trapped by looking left and right mm -hmm. and feel a lot of envy. Mm -hmm. You're like, I feel like I'm at the same skill level as this person, but how is this person here and I'm here? You know, then you'll be thinking, oh, at one moment I was here and then this person went down there and now they're all the way up there. Like how they get there so quickly. And then it just like you just start like then thoughts are racing and you want to rush your process. You want to find stardom as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. And then you get into traps mm -hmm. and that's how you trap yourself. That's how you find yourself in a hole. That's how you get down on yourself. That's how you do not as creative. That's how you start releasing projects so quick that aren't ready. That's just how you you're just not ready. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll just start doing things that you're not ready for. So being the music scene really made me learn that like there's a lot of good people out there. You're not the only talented person here. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of good people. So don't be looking left and right. Like they're doing their thing. Congratulations. I will applaud mm -hmm. you because it's hard. But at the end of the day, you're never going to steer me off my path because I know what I'm trying to do daily. Mm -hmm. I know what I'm trying to do weekly. I know what I'm trying to do monthly. I know the type of growth I'm trying to make. Mm -hmm. I know the direction I'm trying to take. I'm trying to hit the top. Mm -hmm. And what I learned is that if you're trying to hit the top, maybe the fastest route is not the best way for you. Maybe the best way is just really taking your time and really developing. So I've really made it my goal to develop. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to, in 2019, I used to say that's blow up season. Mm -hmm. 2018, I used to say that's blow up season. Mm -hmm. 2020, I went to church and then it really, I was thinking at the beginning it was blow up season, but blow up season came into summertime, into development season. Mm -hmm. 2021 is just straight development. Mm -hmm. 2021 is just straight growth. Mm -hmm. So it's not, and 
no more just this fat there's no fast route anymore mm -hmm. it's just if you're, i'm trying to be the best of the best and the only way for me to be there is to really hone my craft and really hone my brain and really do stuff that hone my mental mm -hmm. so that when i can really handle all the pressure of being an artist so it, it sounds like a very hectic environment <laughs> but i'm glad that the london scene has pushed you to i guess be the best possible person that you can be as an artist and i know of course it's an extremely competitive market not just london music scene but music in general as an artist from your perspective alex is it as competitive for your positions like the producer composer engineer do you have that same i guess struggle to stay focused on just your path and not look left and right uh basically anything related to music mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of people that want to do okay. it because it's like like at the end of the day if you get to work in music mm -hmm. and call it your call it your job even like that that's a huge blessing mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people that are um you know that's that's the ultimate dream and i'm i'm very grateful that i'm getting to do it at this point in time um so yeah like of course there's a lot of competition but very similar to what asante spoke to about looking left and right it's very important for me in my role to, to understand that there's a, a, a lot of people doing it. And I uh, am happy to acknowledge and have great respect for all the others that are also performing a similar role, whether as a producer or engineer um, or just any type of music maker. But it's, it's super important for me to know and respect my value and uh, stand where I am. Mm -hmm in in my place in in the music scene and just have a continuing trust with myself uh that i like i really think mindset is so important mm -hmm. and so i've made it a like a life priority of mine to consistently stay in a, a place of abundance mm -hmm. with my thoughts specifically mm -hmm. so if if i come into my day thinking oh my god there's all these other producers out here to get me and to get my job like I'm gonna live in that state and I'm gonna attract that as my reality mm -hmm. uh, so I, I come into my day thinking oh my god there's so many amazing artists out there there's so much music that needs to be made mm -hmm. there's uh, unlimited music that needs to be mixed on a regular basis and that it'll be my pleasure to have attracted into my experience and to get to work mm -hmm. on and for somehow just taking that view on everything and thinking, I, I know there's there'll be more than enough to come to me because there's amazing music being made all the time. Mm -hmm. And for anyone else that gets work, that's amazing. And I'm just glad there's more awesome music being produced. And just with that mentality, um, it seems that I'm, I'm attracting uh, the, uh, the abundance that I was looking for in the first place mm -hmm. with, you know, artists like Asante and, and others just coming into my, my life experience uh, in the music world. I think your perspective is so important. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's straight off the question. A bit, no, but, absolutely um, not. You're, you're still on track. <laughs> how has that been? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, how has that been here in the London scene now? Like that's your overall viewpoint with the music industry. Is that has it been a more, po it sounds like it's been a more positive experience here in London for you so far. Absolutely. I can totally mm -hmm. tie in what I uh, was just speaking to, to the London music scene. The London music scene is a very, very special place mm -hmm. because it, yeah, it has, it has a lot of artists and it has a lot of people, 
but it has just enough that everyone still pretty much knows each other or has at least heard of each other. Um, and it's, it's at a point where there's, there's more than enough opportunities to go around. And it's, it's at a point where from the abundance perspective, kind of when, when one person in, in our music scene here mm -hmm. has like a big win, whether it's, you know, whether it's only they, they their one song took mm -hmm. off or uh, they went from being Western students to now being loud luxury or uh, this producer is working on some really cool things. Like it's kind of, it's kind of a win for everybody mm -hmm. because you see that they're coming out of this music pond that is London. Mm -hmm. We see like, if, if they did it, we can do it. And like, we all, we all just support each other a lot and we all just want the best for each other. Um, and it, it, it all comes it all kind of comes back to the roots at the end of the day. And I think that's one of the reasons that London became such a, a, a central hub of music attention mm -hmm. and be, and now being referred to as a music city. Like we have the London music office, mm -hmm. which uh, literally is uh, an institution that uh, makes sure our music scene here, our live music scene especially is is able to uh, to thrive and support its artists mm -hmm. uh, in a way that it needs to, and the London music scene has become this this place, mm -hmm. kind of like its own island in a sense, mm -hmm. uh, that has harbored a lot of talent. Mm -hmm. And whether these artists go off to LA or go wherever, Fanshawe and Western have been really important to that. And I think uh, the, the, all those roots that's being established here is part of what led the Junos to coming to London mm -hmm. a couple of years ago, for example, which I was really grateful yeah, to be involved that was in. That a big deal. But basically to, yeah, yeah it was amazing. Like the whole music industry of Canada mm -hmm. came into London, Ontario. Like I was at the train station when everyone got off the train <laughs> from Toronto and arrived. Like it was, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And I, I definitely, I think it's a music hub. I think it's a place where we all rise together mm -hmm. And we all need to just support each other and just see that there's there's a lot of talent here. And while that can be considered uh, competition, mm -hmm. it's important that we realize uh, we're all in it together and we can all rise together while uh, at the same time, all staying very focused on our own independent mm -hmm. visions, like Asante said, but um, knowing that we're part of this community that is here to support us mm -hmm. is is really um part of that abundance approach to the music industry it's it's wonderful to hear that it's very community oriented because as i said before i'm still very new to like understanding the london music scene as i said i'm more interested in film personally and so film is it's uh probably a few years behind the london music scene it's on that it's on the up and coming so hopefully in a few years it'll be forest city film <laughs> exactly festival. shout out to the forest city film festival so hopefully we're building our own film industry here as well so eventually it'll be parallel to the to the music one but it's nice to hear that creatives in the city want to build community versus want to build competition you know and so speaking of you two working together what's the what's the project what is what are you guys working on together Actually, we have two songs that we're going to be working on eventually, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. I don't really want to give too much information. Oh, that's okay. Keep us in suspense. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like a huge, like, since I've been, like, in EP mode, mm -hmm. I've been kind of 
just organizing like my thoughts and everything. And I remember last time we did this, I definitely said something that like, oh, I'm doing this. And I don't know if I did it, but like, <laughs> so that's why it just, um, it's kind of just a head down period. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we definitely got a few songs working. Okay. We might get some few more, you never know. Mm-hmm. And then so hopefully you're going to hear an EP from me this year. Okay, definitely I'm holding you to that. <laughs> <laughs> hold me to it i'm aiming definitely before the summer 100 okay. i'm done with giving promises okay out. fingers crossed we'll hear something from asante <laughs> by the summer hopefully definitely a single coming <laughs> okay. soon though that's what i can tell you my the next single this this is a single that we're working mm-hmm. on so that one is gonna be that's coming soon okay. i'm not giving any date <laughs> i'm not saying nothing no, let, definitely coming let me soon, know. and it's sounding nice. Let so me know; far. I'll shout it out on the pod so everybody is aware when uh, the song drops. Hey, <laughs> amazing! Thank you. Um, so, last question that I wanted to ask, and depending on if you guys are familiar with it, you may you may have some thoughts on it. But um, obviously, it's very hard to make money in music nowadays. Uh, going back to what you said earlier, Alex, there's an oversaturation of music being made. Um, so it the evaluation of music has been decreasing over the last i don't know like 20 years because people don't buy cds anymore the same way although vinyl is still coming back just the purchasing of music isn't the way it was before so as an artist asante and as somebody who works more on the behind the scenes business aspect of it are you up to date with some of the new approaches to selling music uh yeah like honestly like it just mainly through streaming mm-hmm. like streaming platforms are definitely the way but I feel like I'm kind of looking a bit bigger than just like me being an artist. I'm still focused on my journey, mm-hmm. but like I've been, as I said before earlier, I've been working with the vibe next door and like, we're just making our own like music platform, you know, and really want to like really make, honestly, we really want to make a stamp on the music industry, mm-hmm. like even stuff like genres. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like an artist like me, I don't even know what to call myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of, like music they call me you know because a lot of people like jamming gonna say a lot tell a lot of people that i'm an r&b artist but am i really an r&b artist though because um, i do a lot of different stuff so that's why we're just trying to be coming to this music industry and really help promote artists who are like me who want to really get out there but we also want to start kind of changing the the music industry we really want to make sure that we help these artists because now that there's new that these old genres aren't really fitting a lot of these new artists mm-hmm. you know because a lot of people are we're saying oh these songs people making rap songs but some of these rap artists are singing now actually most of these rap artists now are singing mm-hmm. so then it really gets you thinking then what's what is like what is rap you mm-hmm. know what is what makes hip-hop what makes r&b so yeah we're definitely other than me, just like I know, I kind of steered from the question. Sorry, <laughs> okay. but in terms, of, other than me, like 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 focusing on like streaming and like obviously as an artist, you want to do merch. A lot of money comes from performing, but because of COVID, you know that's been a bit slowed down. Like you can definitely find other ways, and us starting like a music platform is definitely another way for us to look at the incentives of music, mm-hmm. but also just like appreciating the art. I find the more that you appreciate the art of the mm-hmm. music, the money just comes. Mm-hmm. And I know like you can't, it's hard to tell Alex like, yo, how to make money, <laughs> money from music. I know me, as he said, like he's working like full time and stuff like that, like mixing and stuff like that. So they're definitely, there's definitely lanes still mm-hmm. for people to make music. You just kind of have to be a bit more creative. Mm-hmm. And then what about you, Alex? Are you up to date with some of the more 
I guess, newer emerging technologies when it comes to making music. Specifically, have you guys heard of NFTs? I know that's kind of been the thing of the word of the last two yeah. weeks. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the digital, like owning a, a piece of digital content. Yeah. And like it's, yeah, it's it's totally taking off. And like, that's, that's part of the whole cryptocurrency yep. scene that... Um, you know, on the side of music, I love researching about all these things like cryptocurrency. Oh, then we can have a good on. conversation. Even in the, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe another podcast <laughs> theme of, of just like what's happening out there and all those changes. But um, yeah, what was the question? Oh, <laughs> so specifically, it was in this case, it was about and so we're talking about crypto. <laughs> so it was actually it's about NFTs. yeah, it is about NFTs because that is one of the new emerging technologies that is a about to if not already already enter music and the music industry because i'm not sure if you know kings of leon released um their album as three different yeah. nfts and it was interesting to hear because i was just yeah i was wondering how like what's the benefit of that as an artist and it seems like one you you actually get to keep more of the money because <laughs> it's you directly selling it to your fans um, but yeah, it was just interesting the different perks that they're they're associating with it, like um, live show perks for front row seating for life. That what I was like, okay, that's interesting. But um, yeah, I guess with these wow. yeah. with these new emerging technologies, do you see it fitting easily into the music industry? Or is it something that you think will have a lot of pushback, specifically NFTs? I uh, you know what I don't know too much about them, Ilhan, mm -hmm. but uh, I can I can still speak to the topic in the sense that. Uh, yes, there's new technology introduced constantly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether it's a new software as a producer or it's a new uh, way of selling music, mm -hmm. such as an M and a or music product of some mm -hmm. type as an artist through an NFT, the music industry is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. It's constantly developing. It's constantly um, innovating. Mm -hmm. And the best thing you can do to, to serve yourself as an artist or a producer or any member of the music industry is to not resist that. Mm. If you're mm -hmm. pushing back and always resisting these new things coming into the, the music industry, these new, like, like you really have to view them as opportunities mm -hmm. and not push back because if you push back against them, the rest of the music industry will move on with the new way of doing things regardless. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. if you just re release that resistance mm -hmm. to the changes, realize that it's inevitable that they're coming. Mm -hmm. And as they come, you flow with them. Mm -hmm. That I is my under my belief and understanding that that's going to do wonders with your career. Like look at TikTok, for example. That's yeah. something that came in the last year or two that has totally, like uh, we even have local artists here that have totally blown up on, on TikTok. Mm -hmm and which has now created full music careers for them just because instead of saying oh TikTok, one more social media platform no thanks they said this could be an opportunity this is new mm -hmm. i'm gonna go with the flow i'm gonna post consistently to TikTok now too like it, it's recognizing those not resisting them so if if it's nfts mm -hmm. that's the next big thing i would say it's worth everybody's while to at least under like do do the research, understand what they are, and be open minded. To Absolutely. It. And speaking of NFTs, guys, you can pick up the latest edition of the Interrobang next Friday, <laughs> and it's all about emerging technology. So you can read my article about NFTs. Uh, lastly, oh, I'd love to. <laughs> so lastly, for you guys, you. Um, anything else that you guys want to add? Where can people find you, Asante and Alex? Um. So yeah, you guys can find me on 
all social platforms. You can find me on Instagram at Asante Doe, mm-hmm. TikTok at Asante One. Find me at Twitter at Asante. I believe I just at Asante. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, you also can find out more about me on my website too, AsanteMusic.net. Mm-hmm. If you want to see a little bit more, want to see all of what I've done with another creative corner that's also on the website as well so you can check that out and check me def- out on spotify too i know there's gonna be some song that you guys are definitely gonna enjoy out there and really keep your ears peeled because i'm about to drop an ep mm-hmm. go on tour i'm excited what about you alex where can everyone find yeah. you yeah uh so you can find me in a couple different places uh you can find me on instagram alex.emrick you can check out my website uh alexemrickmusic.com uh, there's a place there that you can contact me. And uh, also, I launched recently, I know I talked a lot in in, uh, in this conversation about being a producer engineer, but uh, I also launched uh, an, an artist project with my sister, Michaela. Okay. And we're called Michaela and Alex. We make, uh, we make fun, feel-good music where uh, we are, are, are really excited about everything that's to come. We just released a single called Unfiltered, and you can find us on Spotify as Michaela and Alex or on Instagram as Michaela and Alex. So you can find me or you can find my music or uh, reach out to me as a producer. Uh, everything's welcome. Well, look at you two busy bees. I'm sitting here being like, you can find me at the podcast as per usual, but <laughs> oh, man. And with that... Music is not everything, it is the only thing. So thank you both so, so much for joining uh, the Interrobank today for our special edition of the Creative Conversations. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening, and you can catch us on Apple Music, Spotify, and Google Play. Don't forget, grab our paper or check out our website, theinterrobank.ca. Wear a mask, trust the experts, and support student media. See you all next week. Bye.